Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hey guys, how you doing? It is uh, Whiteboard Wednesday, and I just wanted to share some things with you. I want to share a couple things with you just because of uh, some of the stuff that I'm hearing out in the marketplace that I sort of want to clarify, okay? I was meeting with uh, some people actually yesterday, and we were talking a little bit about pricing and, and all that kind of stuff, and it was interesting because they had a whole battery of agents into their um into their home or into their property uh, to um, get an idea of the value of the property, which is fine. And and what I found kind of interesting was the way that they felt about some of those pricing presentations. Uh, because they had so many agents through, uh, they thought that perhaps some of them weren't being as forthright with regards to values because their total objective was to try and get the listing. And I understand uh, that that uh, sort of philosophy exists and why it exists. I think a lot of times agents sort of approach the market that way because they they feel that the only way they're going to get the listing is to tell the seller what he wants to hear rather than the truth. And, you know, the market is what it is. It's kind of a crazy market. It's been crazy since 2016. And uh, there's been new precedents set every day and, uh, you know, prices are breaking thresholds all the time. And I just wanted to kind of clarify some of this stuff. So you're crystal clear on what's happening in the marketplace. First of all, I think if you're uh, choosing an agent based on the price that they give you on the property, it's it's not the right approach because the agent's not controlling the marketplace. They're, They're simply giving you almost like a weather forecast. So if, uh, you know, if they tell you a, a price and, uh, and you know, it's the truth and you don't like it. Well, you know, it's like turning on the news and, and getting upset at the, at the weatherman when he tells you it's going to rain. It's just, that's just the way it is. Okay. Um, so, you know, they're going to be able to back up their information with what we call comparable. So they, you know, you know, where they're coming from in terms of value, but, you know, also keep in mind that, um, you know, giving an evaluation on a property is not an exact science because science, uh, sciences are typically absolute. If, uh, you know, if you add these certain ingredients or you add these certain numbers together, then you should get the same answer every given time. And that's not the case with real estate, especially in appraisal. Um, It's more of an art form. It's it's sort of a combination between an art form and a science. And then you can have somebody that's very familiar with the market and then not so familiar with the market. So sometimes we'll see appraisers come in from outside of the community. You think that they, if, if they applied their metrics the way they should, that they will get a good conclusive idea on what the value is. And maybe because they don't understand the dynamics of, um, of a particular community, they're not necessarily going to get a real handle on what, what values are doing. So anyway, you know, it is what it is. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to give you some clarity on what what's happening in our marketplace right here. We're actually, if you see my screen here, um, I'm actually uh, logged into the MLS system, so you can see what's going on. Um, I'm just going to click to the board here. What I want to do is I want to give you an idea of the health of a real estate market. Now, the way CMHC measures the health of a real estate market is they measure the number 
number of sales, so number of sales uh, divided by uh, the number of uh, the number of new listings, and um, that will give you a ratio um, in terms of of their measurement of what the health of a real estate market is. So according to CMHC, what they say is is if if uh, the number of sales uh, in relation to the number of new listings is under 40%. So in other words, if there was a thousand new listings taken in a community and there was 400 houses or less sold, that's 40%. That would represent what they call a buyer's market. Uh, if that number sits between 40 and 60%, uh, then it's what we refer to as a seller's market, or I'm sorry, as a, a balanced market or what CMHC refers to as a balanced market. Anything above that 60% is CMHC's definition of what's called a seller's market. And we're experiencing that for the most part in our community. But I want you to be clear where in our community we are experiencing that, okay? So I'm just going to grab my notepads here because I took a bit of notes earlier. So what I did was I wanted to show you a couple of different aspects of the market. So here's the first chart I looked at. And this is in the Waterloo region. So Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, North Dumfries, all that kind of stuff. Okay. If I, if you, I know the printing is small and I apologize. Um, I think the MLS system thinks we all have bionic eyes, but um, I took residential and multi-residential properties between the values of 250,000 to 500,000. I didn't go below 250 because quite honestly, in our community, it's almost impossible to find anything below that. But if you take a look at these numbers, and this is year-to-date numbers as of this year, that the, it, it represents a very healthy marketplace. Um, it's basically in the vicinity of anywhere from a low of 72 right up to 92% in terms of absorption. So if a home comes on the market in, those, in that value, then there's no question about it. It's, it's going to get scooped up pretty darn quick because you know it's all about economies of scale. There's a lot of people that can afford that type of property. Now, if we bump up the numbers just a little bit, okay, which I did earlier. So now if I go from 500,000 to 750,000 and change nothing else other than the price, you see those numbers change just a little bit. Now, the good news is it's still north of 60%. So it runs anywhere from 60 to 76% in terms of absorption rate. And that is still a very healthy real estate market. So, you know, certainly not as robust as the lower market makes sense because they're, you know, of course it bumps up, you know, the earnings that are required, the rules and the mortgage into things, all that kind of stuff. But it's still a very healthy real estate market. But here's, here's the interesting dynamic that I saw. As soon as we broke above 750,000, that number started to go south of that, of that uh, balanced market, okay? Now, it's not below that 40% threshold, but it's pretty darn close, 42, 47, uh, 46%. That's where it is. And I mean, even in January, now January is typically a slow month in the real estate business, but I mean, these numbers are very very different than what you saw over here. Okay. And so people in this particular price range, and there's a significant amount of homes in our community in this price range, the numbers change a little bit. So now, you know, 
in comparison to say 2017, where you know virtually all sellers were the cock of the walk, it changes a little bit because now buyers got a little bit more power in this situation. Now we were involved in a multiple offer situation last night, uh, which was in and around this price range, and there was three offers that we were competing with. So it's still robust. But what's interesting is that the listing agent very strategically underlisted the property. So in other words, he listed the property below market value in order to stimulate um, multiple offers, which obviously it worked. Okay, so that's great. And uh, that's what ended up happening. Uh, We ended up uh, paying a little bit more, uh, but hey, it is what it is. Um, and, um, And it worked out and our buyers were were the happy uh, winners of that particular property. Okay, now let's take a look at just another jump here. So if you take a look at a million to a million five, now some of you are probably thinking a million dollars, I'm I'm never gonna spend a million dollars on a property. Well, there's people out there that are. Um, And what I wanna point out to you here is what's interesting about this is when you get above a million bucks, the numbers change quite a bit. Like, let me show you this. Like, first of all, the actual number of properties available drops significantly, but look at the absorption rate here. It's, it's really, really low. So what that tells me is somebody that's in the market for a million dollar plus home uh, is really they're going into a buyer's market. So they, they can come in and, and be a little bit more aggressive with their offers and their terms and conditions and that sort of thing. Now, can you get into a situation where it's still multiple? Sure. You know, especially if the, the listing agent underpriced the property using that specific strategy, right? Uh, but the game changes quite a bit at a million bucks. And ironically, there was uh, some homes uh, that were all being held open yesterday. Uh, they called it the million dollar tour. Our, our board arranged it and we were going through and these homes were hanging around on the market for quite a while. So anything above a million bucks, two million bucks, I think there was one on there as high as, you know, almost four million bucks. So maybe in the GTA, that might be a little different, although I'm told that their their prices, you know, anything above that sort of one six, one seven is really, really soft. I know this through just our interactions in the mortgage business that, you know, any of our private lenders are not too crazy about getting into that market because they know if the mortgage goes bad, how do they unload this property? It doesn't get sold very quickly. Now, just for fun, I thought I'd go up just a little higher, 1.5 to 2 million. And you can see, you know, first of all, the number of units available, new listings is almost non-existent and the sales are even lower. So, I guess the reason I'm telling you all this is, is when somebody asks me, you know, how's the market? Well, my answer to them is always, it depends on what you're selling and, uh, and, you know, or more importantly, what price range you're buying into. So keep that in mind when you're out in the marketplace. I hope this information helps you. Uh, And then also keep in mind that, um, you know, don't pick an agent based on price. Um, you know, because it's, it's just a, a, it's a silly approach. Um, you know, I've, I've heard of people say, you know, Hey, I listed with this guy because he promised me this price. Well, the agent nine times out of 10 is not the buyer of the property. Um, you know, uh, and let's face it. I mean, some of the stuff that's gone on in the, in the recent past, especially with agents buying properties, um, you know, 
I, I don't want to go down that road, but nonetheless, uh, you know, you got to be cautious with that as well. Um, so at, at any rate, the, the agent's not the one buying the property, it's the buyer. They're simply giving you a report. Um, you should go by the marketing approach, uh, their, their statistics, of course, their experience. I think that those are all valid things. Now, with regards to pricing, um, you know, what, what's the right approach uh, in terms of listing your property? Well, in my opinion, you've got three choices when you list your property. You can overprice your property, you can price it at market value, or you can price it below market value. Now, all of those approaches have pluses and minuses. Of those three, I think any smart seller, um, the right thing to do would be to price it under market value because the way that information spreads today in such rapid fire, there's no way that the market is going to allow you to leave money on the table because so many buyers are going to be aware of your property. They're going to know that it's underpriced. And then you're going to create this um, I wouldn't go as far as calling it a bidding war, but it's almost like an auction type atmosphere. Then you let the market run and determine what your value is worth, what your property is worth. <laughs> now, can that be done right away? Most people, what they're doing is they're delaying offer presentations, usually five to seven days. Um, that's probably the better approach. But the, the best thing to do is to either call me uh, and discuss, you know, a marketing or a game plan with me or your listing agent. You know, if you have a relationship obviously established with somebody, talk to them because I think any agent worth their salt uh, know a lot about these approaches and I think it would be very beneficial to you. Okay. I hope this is all helpful and I hope this went live. I don't know. I have no idea, but I guess we're going to find out. All right. Have a great day, guys. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 or walter at MaximumResults.ca or you can find me online at www.CambridgeHouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email Karen at Karen at MaximumResults.ca or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, r as in Roger, financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great week.